half attack, front to back, in this thing called rap. Digger like a shovel, rhyme double on a heavenly level. Bang the bass, turn up the treble. Radical mind, day and night, all the time. 714, fly the line. Maniac, radiac, quit in the game. I'm the lyrical Jesse James. You can accept it or be stupid and be a skeptic. Unconceivable, unbelievable. Unidentified flying objects. I want to Welcome to Episode 8, Season 5 of the I Want to Believe Podcast. I'm Nomar Slevik. I'm Kyle Sawyer. The word cult is typically considered pejorative, and it seems the groups themselves tend to evolve into different archetypes, from destructive to doomsday cults to political and polygamous cults, and more. They all have varying definitions when considering pop culture, academia, or whichever lens someone chooses to view a cult through. During the 1960s, the counterculture movement in America was about peace, love, and happiness. Historians say that the freedom of expression was the cornerstone of both the civil rights and the Vietnam anti-war movements. But by the 1970s, America was filled with violent faiths and deadly cults. Charles Manson, Reverend Jim Jones, and many other cult leaders became common names in American households. During parts of 2019 and 2020, the people of the small northern main town of St. Agatha, or its French pronunciation of Synagat, were concerned that a cult has started to take root in their quiet and safe hamlet. We'll tell you more in a sec. Before we jump into the episode, I did want to give a reminder that all of our I Want to Believe social media and email are in the show notes. My brand new book, We Only Come Out at Night, is now available for purchase. This book is a collection of short horror stories and can be found online at slavicstore.company.site or at the Greenhand Bookshop in Portland, Maine. Just check the show notes for that link and much more. All right, let's get into hashtag culture. Let's look at the definition of cult with the Merriam-Webster verbatim definition. A cult is a religion regarded as unorthodox. Or we have a secondary definition that says it can be a great devotion to a person, idea, object, movement, or work. Let's start by looking more closely at that first definition. A religion regarded as unorthodox. This definition is problematic in that it's entirely subjective. What I view as unorthodox might be completely normal for someone else. And this is the problem with the label of cult, in that by calling something a cult, you're already showing your own internal bias. The second definition calls a cult a devotion to a person or idea, etc. So things that tend to be called cults usually venerate a person instead, a figurehead at the front of the church or organization or group instead of the values that they claim to practice. The first factor to consider is time. Religions or practices that have been around for a long time have more social capital. New religions may seem outlandish to some, but it's because it's new. But older faiths 
have the benefit of thousands of years of history to legitimize them. Therefore, newer religions are quicker to be labeled as cults as opposed to religions that have been called religions for thousands of years. Another major factor that may affect how we view cults is the aspect of secrecy. The more secret an organization is, the more likely people view it as potentially dangerous. If a group is open and transparent, it's much harder for people to feel threatened, though it's not impossible. When we say dangerous, that leads to a few more traits that groups usually classified as cults have in common. Firstly, it might be perceived as dangerous if it's taking your money. These groups can also be perceived as dangerous if they ask you to give up family and friends that don't share their values. Most organizations that are usually referred to as cults have a strong leader. Referring back to our opening definition, they idolize a person, usually a charismatic leader. This overflowing charisma is usually the first thing to draw a new member in, before becoming overtly predatory. In the opening, I also talked about the quote-unquote unorthodox beliefs. Groups referred to as cults typically have beliefs that are not traditional to most people, and they vary greatly, even from other religious groups. Some groups are extremely violent in what they want and demand, so their beliefs are often violently opposed to the mainstream. So again, a lot of these factors can be subjective, though some are much more black and white. Since the term cult carries such a heavy negative connotation, it might be wise to be specific when talking with friends or family that might be engaged in dangerous activity. According to Reverend Jim Jones, he started the People's Temple to help the homeless, jobless, and sick people of all races, but allegations from former members claimed widespread abuse within the group. After those allegations became public, Jones started a colony in the jungles of Guyana. A congressman visited the commune with three journalists to investigate ongoing abuse claims. They were shot and killed when they tried to leave. After the shootings, all 913 commune members, including hundreds of children, perished after drinking poisoned Flavorade. Founded in the mid-1980s, the Aum Shinrikyo cult is infamous for attacking Tokyo's subway system with sarin gas in 1995. The attack killed 12 and injured more than 5,000 people. Followers of the Heaven's Gate cult, infamously led by Marshall Applewhite, thought Earth and everything on it were about to be recycled to a clean slate. They also wanted to hitch a ride on a UFO that was hiding behind the Hillbop Comet. In doing so, they would ascend to heaven as immortal extraterrestrial beings. In March of 1997, 39 members, including Applewhite, poisoned themselves in a California mansion. Charles Manson formed his family cult in 1968 and bred the thought that an apocalyptic race war would occur in 1969, after which the family would rule the new world. When that didn't happen, Manson sent his followers on a string of murders, but the victims Manson selected were those who had not helped him with his music career. Considered to be a major split from the Seventh-day Adventist Church, Branch Davidians are famous for a 1993 FBI raid on their Waco, Texas compound that left 76 dead. That event resulted in the annihilation of what many considered to be a cult. 
Indian mystic Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh founded several cultist towns in Oregon through the 1980s and allegedly poisoned hundreds in the Dolls, Oregon with salmonella bacteria in 1984. This was done to rig local election in his cult's favor. It's considered the first bioterrorist attack in the United States. Many believe that occult practices and promotes socially deviant religious movements or follow an unconventional belief system. Some groups have arisen spontaneously around peculiar, misleading, and downright racist and bigoted belief systems that spread non-factual information. Examples of this are QAnon, the Sabmic Network, the KKK, and what the heck, let's throw Chad Daybell in there too. Also, there's a whole lot more. Groups labeled as cults range in size from local groups with a few followers to international organizations with millions. Steve Collins of the Sun Journal out of the Lewiston-Auburn area of Maine wrote an article about a man named Gary Blankenship and his efforts to overthrow and take over a small northern Maine town. The residents of St. Agatha began to worry that Blankenship and his followers were attempting to move into the area and seize control of their town. Collins wrote, quote, Blankenship insisted that there was no cult and no desire to take over, but he also said he hopes hundreds of his followers will move to the area and create a town of their own, comments that are unlikely to assuage the concern felt by locals, end quote. Blankenship responded by saying, quote, Man, it's like a movie or a Stephen King novel. Really, that's what it is. I'm doing this out of love and love conquers all. End quote. St. Agatha is a part of Aroostook County and borders Long Lake in the St. John Valley. I was actually born in Aroostook County and despite how remote the entire area can be, it does attract tourists who enjoy the lakes, hunting, and pristine beauty. Town manager Aubrey Michaud told Collins that the residents of St. Agatha are, quote, welcoming, hospitable people who would give you the shirt off their back, end quote. Blankenship has been described as an internet guru who moved to the area in the summer of 2019 with his wife and children. As of January 2020, he said the town has since turned against him. They've received death threats, beer bottles tossed at their house, and a steady stream of abuse from scared locals who have come to fear Blankenship's plans. But how did this all start? Where did it go wrong? Collins wrote, quote, some of the animosity is connected to a dispute about his right to stay in a house he repaired. He's living in a 16-room Civil War-era house next to the post office in St. Agatha that he called the Jewel of the Town. In his videos, he refers to it as a refuge and his headquarters. There is some dispute about whether he's allowed to be in the formerly vacant dwelling. An eviction proceeding is underway, but it's clear from his videos he has fixed it up quite a bit since arriving in town." End quote. While his housing concerns are one thing, locals are also upset about harsh words Blankenship has used about the town and their worries since seeing his Facebook posts that he's bringing allies to St. Agatha to gain control of their town. 
During that time, Blankenship had over 1,000 Facebook followers who constantly liked, shared, and otherwise engaged with his memes and videos. He tagged every post with hashtag culture and would capitalize the first four letters of the hashtag as C-U-L-T. Due to some sort of unidentified apocalyptic-like event that was to transpire at some unidentified date in the near future, Blankenship claimed to want to bring his followers together so they could all survive the fallout together. He said, quote, I've got a worldwide network of people where, more or less, everything will transpire. We'll never run out of room because we'll buy other properties. End quote. Collins went on to write that Blankenship had been careful not to present himself as a preacher or a prophet, but instead presents himself as a peaceful man looking to create a peaceful and self-sustained community. He shares a lot about his background, which some say was to make himself relatable to his followers. His time spent in Maine started innocently enough and neighbors welcomed the work he was doing on the property in the middle of the town. Collins wrote, quote, Blankenship has moved around a lot over the years and wound up in northern Maine last summer, where he got to work as a licensed contractor and came to appreciate the vast expanse of thinly populated country. He said he signed a deal to buy a long-abandoned house in the center of St. Agatha and quickly moved to replace its leaky roof and begin tackling a long list of repairs. At first, he said, neighbors loved him, bringing him cakes and pies as they expressed gratitude for his willingness to fix a key piece of property to invest in the town. But that didn't last. By mid-November, he was posting online memes that raised alarms among locals. End quote. One post read, quote, What if I said we're building a town of like-minded people and you're invited? Hashtag culture. End quote. This was followed by another post wherein Blankenship was excited that his followers were now starting to show up and that he was headed to the Bangor, Maine airport to pick up a follower who had flown in from California. He then posted, quote, To all the other families who are preparing their journey here, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm looking forward to seeing you all soon. When people come together, anything is possible. End quote. He then followed up that post stating a follower from Chicago was already looking at homes to buy in St. Agatha. He also stated that another follower and their entire family from North Carolina was on her way to the small northern Maine town. Not long after, he posted that a woman had arrived from Alabama with her children. He wrote, quote, she arrived with her seven beautiful children from Alabama this week, and we have three women all working in the school system already spreading our light and love to our future, end quote. Once the locals began to notice his social media activity and the arrival of even more strangers to their town, they started to question his intentions. Town manager Michaud, when speaking to townspeople, advised them to be welcoming and not so skeptical towards people moving into their town. While some folks heeded her advice, it all went to hell come the second week of December. Collins wrote, quote, Somebody accused Blankenship's teenage daughter of threatening to shoot up a school. The rumor was so widespread that at least 350 students in the region stayed home to avoid the perceived danger. The talk wasn't true, Blankenship said, but it led to his wife, mother, and a friend losing their school jobs and much of the town turning against him. These people are after me, he said, spreading all these lies and slander. End quote. A Reddit user local to St. Agatha posted in a subreddit a post called A New Manson-Like Cult in Maine. Quote, 
I live in the town he lives in. He is seriously dangerous. He's trying to start his own town here. Four of his children go to my school. They were investigated for making threats towards my school and a college here. End quote. Another local to Maine Redditor posted a response which contradicted the school threat by stating, quote, He has some far out beliefs, but the threat wasn't made. It's some local, sorry pal, but there are some freaky maniacs here. It's no wonder Stephen King writes what he does, end quote. The threat all started with a picture that circulated on social media of a masked teenage girl posing with a gun. At no point were threats made about schools in the area. In a statement to the Bangor Daily News, Fort Kent Police Chief Tom Pelletier said, quote, I don't believe that the children were in danger to start with because this had been handled by the police earlier this week, and at no time was there ever a mention of a mass shooting in any of the schools. Those were additions and assumptions that were made from the original picture that was posted. We caution everybody not to post things like that without having any first-hand knowledge because it certainly causes an undue panic." End quote. On December 11, he posted that his life and the lives of his family had been threatened. He wrote, quote, I have been threatened, and so was the lives of our family by locals here. It's a dark world we live in. The love of many has waxed cold. When your followers outnumber the population of the town that's persecuting you for sharing love to others, what do you do? Hashtag culture, end quote. After these allegations were posted, town manager Michaud went to speak with Blankenship face to face. Their conversation was hostile with Blankenship insulting the town. Michaud said, quote, it wasn't until I heard from his own mouth that he believed our town to be a dying wasteland, where the residents are ignorant that I began to understand the community's concerns." End quote. When Blankenship spoke to Collins about the incident, he reiterated that the area is a dying wasteland and went on to disparage the town by saying, quote, Do the math. Statistically, most of the people who live in St. Agatha are going to be dead within two decades. I wouldn't want this town if you gave it to me. End quote. Blankenship went on to explain that requesting his followers to join him in St. Agatha wasn't meant to come across as an attempt to take over the town. He insisted that it was just to innocently gather like-minded people. He was hoping that at least 150 people from around the world would come to St. Agatha and join his community where they would live, work, and spread love with one another into the town. He felt hurt by the town, but ultimately admitted that from an outsider's perspective, he could see how it could seem like a cult. He added that he would perhaps create a brand new, self-sufficient town once they get 150 or more people to the area. He said, quote, it's not a cult. It's our culture. I know I'm outside the norm, but I'm just showing people love. I've been called Jim Jones. I've been called David Koresh. I've been called Charles Manson. In reality, I'm more like Jesus. End quote. In Collins' interview with Michaud, she said a Blankenship quote, He asked the community to respect his beliefs and support him through his visions of bringing 150 or more people into this town to take it over and create his own town. When he hasn't respected the community or taken a step back to realize that we love this town exactly the way it is. When you love a town as much as the people here love this town, you're going to experience adversity when your intentions are to take it over yourself to create something different. Our beliefs, heritage, and morals run deep within every person in this town. 
We're proud of it. We pass that passion down to new generations, and every year more young families are coming here so that their children may experience the heartbeat of this town as their parents did. All the community wants is for everyone to live under a simple motto, do unto others as you want to be done unto you. End quote. A couple of months later, a Fort Kent Main District Court judge confirmed a settlement between Blankenship and the owner of the house where Blankenship and his family had resided. The settlement ordered the family and whatever followers were living there to vacate the premises within two weeks. Soon after, Blankenship and his family began living with friends in the town of Madawaskamine, which is about 12 miles north of St. Agatha. Just about a month after moving in with friends, Blankenship and his wife were speaking with police at his friend's home on an unrelated manner. After deputies had run what they considered a procedural background check, they found that Blankenship and his wife had warrants in Tennessee. These warrants were for, quote, vehicle theft and hindering a secured creditor, end quote. The pair were then arrested and processed and awaited possible extradition to Tennessee. However, extradition never occurred and the pair were released. A little over a month later, Blankenship fled Maine after being invited by some of his followers to the town of Sisseton, South Dakota. He and his family had been living in an old school bus when authorities tracked him down. In a voicemail to the local media, Blankenship stated that he had been in South Dakota staying busy by, quote, saving the world. Where I'm going next, there'll be no one but me, my wife, and my daughter. I don't want to be a public figure. I want to be a simple man, end quote. He and his wife were jailed for 18 days and their daughter taken by social services. They were all reunited after Tennessee opted not to extradite. The family then made a temporary move to West Virginia. So what type of quiet life is Gary Blankenship leading now? Well, he's currently on TikTok and his followers on Facebook have swelled to over 3,000. Most of his posts are filled with anti-mask, anti-vaccine memes and jokes. He hates Joe Biden and thinks Trump is a savior. In September of 2021, he posted a video of himself and a lot of his followers protesting at the Capitol building in New Hampshire. And here we are, all together as one. Ain't one of us ever alone. Look around right now, and you're going to see all around you awesome, beautiful people who love America, who love God, who love our The banner to his Facebook page is a screenshot of the subreddit post about the Manson Light cult in Maine. Looks as though Blankenship hasn't lost his passion to lead his hashtag culture. Only time will tell where it all goes next. That's all we got on Gary Blankenship and the hashtag culture movement. If there's anything else to update, we'll be sure to let you know. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. See you in the next one. See you in the next one. But I'm a-okay now, buddy. Buddy. All right. A little hashtag can't you? Fuck. Now I don't know. One post read, quote, what if I were... <laughs> That's now in the middle of this recording. 
So you get to relive that when you edit this. He also stated that an, he also stated that an, Jesus. Then he said, I, I, no, I don't know. Forgive my writing. <laughs> Followers of the Heaven's Gate Guild. Nope. <laughs> Struck me funny. I'm sorry. No. No. That's probably just fine for an ending, right? Yeah, I think so. All right. Let's leave that in. <laughs> <clears throat> The cult of personality The cult of personality